Welcome back, welcome back. It is your boy Gavin, aka Gavo, aka whatever you're gonna call me. I got my co-host in here. What's up, fam? This is Mike Will. What's going on, bro? Man, same old, different day. The devil tried to slow us down, but yeah, hey. Yeah, man, we got to get up in this thing, make it do what it do. We got to, man. This is episode 13, is 12? Oh, man, I don't even know. It don't matter. We're getting to episode 20. We're dropping all of season one. There we go. Make sure you guys go and download all the seasons at one time. We're going to greatly appreciate y'all for that. And we need y'all to support us because... Uh, First thing up was we gonna get us an engineer. We're gonna get somebody <laughs> to produce this thing. So I ain't got us trip every time, you know, we hey try man, to start this it, podcast. It happens, man. It but, happens. but we're gonna get to some other businesses and what they need to make happen. But before we get there, man, um make sure everybody go follow us on Facebook. Like Mike said, engage with us, let us know what you think, give us some feedback. Um, we'll shout you out. Shout out, I seen Jamar, he been um liking a bunch of posts. Shout out to him. You had another guy. Was laughing at um I want to say it was Bitcoin, but we are gonna get there. Yeah, no, nah, I mean, you know, go go like the page because everything that we talk about in the forefront is normally information that we've posted on the page, and it's to really give you insight into like that mindset of a business person. Like, don't just read an article for the information. You don't you don't want to memorize. It, you want to know it. So when we post an article, we're really trying to give you something to look at so mm-hmm. you actually know. Uh, what the hell to look for <laughs> so first things first man it was a list that was created we didn't make the list um which is sad <laughs> not know? yet not yet but there's a new you know number two on the billionaire list somebody got mixed up in it and you know they didn't took over they actually passed bill gates and the reason why i want to bring this up is because air you know all these girls out here they wearing this fenty and you know Fenty over here making Rihanna, you know the richest. Yeah, man. Hey, the house of Louis Vuitton. What is it? LVHS. Absolutely, largest so got, luxury house on the planet. In the planet, the person who runs that also owns Fenty, and he just became the second richest person in the world, which is amazing. Um, I don't know how much of a part Rihanna played into that. <laughs> well, she played a little part. I mean, she if she, put him over the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, if she worth six hundred, I mean that you know the, they they got a billion off of her. So I mean, she she contributed a little bit to that. Absolutely to that number. So shout out to them. Shout out to, of course, you know, my Amazon guy. Shout out to because I got my light sent in today. And you know, we need to go ahead and give him a cash register because you know, there's the money from him. Everything, everything, Amazon. Free promo for you guys. Not that you need it. Um, funny thing else. Funny thing. Um, Amazon had Prime Day last week, right? Yep. And so, cool thing is, I'm in a photography group. It's like ninety thousand people in this group, and apparently, there was a twelve thousand yeah. lens yeah. and like a couple of cameras on there that was going for ninety seven a hundred and one dollars. Like that is crazy. A twelve thousand dollar lens. Bro, that's but a car. Ninety-seven dollars. Ninety-seven dollars. Jeez. You know, I was laughing because I was like, "Yo, what is Amazon gonna do?" And uh, one of the people in the group was like, "I used to work for Amazon. They're not gonna do nothing." And I, I said, "Why? Why you think so?" He was like, "Your loyalty and you not ruining them, them their name is worth more than the twelve thousand dollars they just." Yeah, and it's free pub. Like, I mean, you gotta think about it. Yeah. So, I mean, they probably, you know, they just took a. Eleven thousand nine hundred dollar loss per lens. Yeah, but I mean that's free advertising though. Like Absolutely. I mean when they're looking at it, you know, like everyone's talking about it. 
All the photography people are talking about it. Now, if you wasn't going to Amazon for photography equipment, you yeah. damn sure going now. Definitely and you definitely <laughs> waiting for the next Prime Day. So their next Prime Day is going to be worth, if they lost a hundred grand, yeah. their next Prime Day is going to be worth it because next year all the articles are going to be, don't forget last year Prime this Day, happened. this is what happened. And you know what happens is, it's like, it ain't like they gave out 10,000 of these lenses. No. It took that one idiot to get on, like... Get on social media and be like, oh, my God. Like, dude, <laughs> you ain't even got it yet. Like, chill out. Like, you know, that's why I hate about people that don't understand the hookup. Like, the whole point of the hookup is so we can keep getting hooked up, guys. Yeah. It's no, not, no. It's the, you know, it's not one, to go brag about the hookup. This one idiot, you know, probably got on Amazon, got on Twitter, got on, on Facebook, Only one Instagram. segment of the population don't get the hookup. Yeah. We ain't going to call no names. <laughs> Y'all be messing stuff up though. Mess. So <laughs> next thing, um, Bitcoin is cl- is are we closer to that million? Hey man, hey, uh, our boy <laughs> McAfee say it's going to a million. Um, hey, yeah, so buy yeah, buy the Bitcoin you can. Psych. Uh, right <laughs> no, now, it's not. It's not. It's not going to a million dollars, man. It's not even gonna get close. It it's gonna go higher though. Bitcoin is going higher. Like I said, if you go back and you listen to our first two or three episodes, we discussed this. We we said that it is going higher. Ultimately, it will be lower. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> but but in the near future, it is definitely going to go higher. Um, and then you know, Facebook is launching their coin. It's in, it's, no, it's not really a coin. And well, we're not here to talk about businesses that we don't like. <laughs> but there's a well, lot of there, 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 <laughs> there's a lot of things that are that are troubling um, with Facebook. I, I and I actually think that Facebook is a it's a hell of a if you, first of all if you advertise online you got to advertise on facebook you period. have to so but they are they are to beat these numbers they're just letting this just wreck their business practices mm-hmm. i mean from the taking likes away on instagram from hiding your posts from people that that actually would like to see your post mm-hmm. to sometimes i swear I, I i'll repost an article and it disappear it just goes nowhere. it just go and it, and it just goes away so um facebook however is saying that they're gonna launch libra which i don't even think is a coin like for me when i look at libra i see it as being basically like a, a currency exchange almost like mm-hmm. it's, it's the one you know, I hate using the term centralized because it's a different meaning when it comes to money. But it's like the a centralized currency to whereas you could travel to anywhere. Like, because right now, anytime you land in a foreign country, if they don't take dollars, which is rare, but if for whatever reason their local currency spends better than dollars, you, what you, then what, or if you don't see the amount in dollars and you don't get ripped off, you have to get local mm-hmm. currency. <laughs> and and I think that Facebook is saying that hey, we're kind of going to be that that currency exchange provider, which is which is pretty freaking dope yeah but this is the problem with facebook when it comes to decentralized currency the whole point of of me using bitcoin if i'm a nefarious institution is the anonymity yeah all right absolutely how are you gonna facebook can't even keep your face private I mean, they only got hacked. Yeah, I mean, they, they, I mean, you got the Russians coming in with the face out to make you older. Now they got 150 million photos they of people mine. to know exactly, you know, what everybody's going to look like 30, 40 years from now. Facebook has a privacy problem, and Absolutely. that's going to be the problem when you're saying, "All right, we're going to have a, a a centralized currency because whatever I spend my money on on Facebook." Mm-hmm. 
if it's something that I don't want you to know about, I don't care if it's Pornhub. I don't care if it's Absolutely. erectile dysfunction medicine. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. I don't even care if it's weed. Whatever I just spent money on, I don't need you to know what I. It's a reason why I use cash, right? Like exactly. it's a reason why I need this to not show up somewhere. I don't think it. I don't think it will pick up. Or if it does pick up, I I, I definitely see Facebook having a a privacy snafu. That mm-hmm. will cost them dearly. So um, but they're gonna have to fix it because right now, like you said, their privacy problem is not getting easier. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting worse. It's getting worse by the day. And blockchain is definitely the the future. Mm-hmm. You know, so after this, so we talk about the recession a lot on here. We're gonna get to that <laughs> today. But you know, at, at the end of this next recession, if you have any money left, you don't get caught in the recession. Mm-hmm. Which everybody's gonna get caught in the recession, right? Mm-hmm. Like you just are. That's how it happens. <laughs> but if you do have money left at the end of this, you do want to invest in companies that are investing in blockchain, which would be a Facebook, uh, which would be like J.P. Morgan. A lot, what a lot of the banks are now. They you having problems? Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> J, J, well, I don't think they're having problems. I think they got they got caught with their hands in the cookie jar. Hey, no, no allegations. We don't want no smoke. If, no if, yeah. If you dropping off a billion and a half a coat, you the man. No smoke there, but hey. yeah, J.P. Morgan. You know, you see how fast they got that boat back though, Bro. right? Like can, can, who everybody else shit is impounded, repossessed, and sold off. JP Morgan, like, oh yeah, we just got found a billion and a half a coke. Can we get our boat back? Bruh. They got their boat back in a week. Bruh. That's dope, man. That's it, dope. Amazing. And, man, I just that was a double entendre, actually. Dope, Bruh. man. <laughs> That's actually funny. But so all right, so let's look at the economy right quick because we got Trump coming through. Um he talking about lowering interest rates. And what's your thought process on that? Because I already know how this is about to go. All right. So normally, when when you lower interest rates, is because the economy is faltering. So we've been mm. we've had on paper what's considered one of the strongest <laughs> you know economies um, since the eighties, but interest rates really have not went back up. So so Trump, on one hand, he he was saying that we have the strongest economy ever, uh-huh. and then on the other <laughs> hand, he's saying we should cut interest rates. Now this kind of gives you insight of how you bankrupt a casino. Okay. <laughs> you know, like just just, just kind of give you an insight to how that actually happens. Interest rates should be going up in the strongest economy. However, I think that people who are way smarter than us realize that this really hasn't been a stronger economy. What this has been is an economy driven by um, huge businesses becoming larger. Like mm. you know, it, this is a a Apple going from a half a billion dollar company to excuse me, a half a trillion dollar company to a trillion dollar company, Google going from a half a trillion dollar company to an 800 trillion dollar Amazon, and, you know, so on and so forth, yeah. Microsoft. So, yeah, so you have an economy, whereas these market valuations have, have been through the roof. You got all these IPOs that are coming into the market with market valuations through the roof. It's easy to assume that the economy is doing better, but we're, we're in a service-based economy. Mm-hmm. More people than ever are waitressing. I mean, so many people are waitressing. We elected one to the house. Yeah. Like, it's so, <laughs> it's so, that's how many waitresses that we have now is that, like, very smart, very capable people are mm-hmm. picking up these service industry jobs or mm-hmm. service-level jobs. To make the extra income. So deep down, everyone knows that we're not in the strongest economy of all time. This economy, we're over Dow 27,000. We're, we're going we're gonna to encroach upon Dow 30,000. Will we 
reached the Dow 30,000. I have my doubts. Okay. You know, but I mean, that's, that's going to be the target. That's going to be the focus that they're going to be telling everyone. But, um, Elizabeth Warren, um, had a really good article this morning uh, in the media. And if you go to our webpage, it should be up. It should be up on there. If Facebook didn't delete it. Yeah. If Facebook didn't delete <laughs> it, but she's actually, she actually goes through and, and breaks down the upcoming, crash and elizabeth warren is one of the few people back in 2007 that actually um also said hey we're, we're we've removed glass steagall there's a lot of problems that are coming up in the mm-hmm. economy and right now we're in the same place to whereas we're, we're raising debt we've lowered taxes on you know not not taxes on me and you our taxes haven't been lowered but if you're a corporation i mean i, I think the corporate tax rate right now is 21 percent, which is good because we do run businesses mm-hmm. but but our businesses aren't at the point to where they're making enough money to where it's that would impact us. Twenty twenty one will be. Yeah. So I mean we we've been discussing, you know, the recession is coming up. I, I think the last podcast I told you guys that we're in month zero. Um and, and we still are. Okay. So let's look at it like this. Um I wrote you in a group this week. Shout out to our group chat members, man. What is it, four or five of us? Nah, it's only five of us. It's only five of us, but it's definitely great. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I wrote in a group, I said, uh, your brother, if he was here, he'll say a dead, you know, a dead clock is right twice a day. Yeah. And I said that because I told y'all, I said, this whole LeVar situation, <laughs> I told y'all this is how it's going to end. You did? You- and I called it when it first, first happened, and I saw something that I didn't necessarily like. Um, and it was more or less a business setup. So if you don't know LeVar Ball, he's like, he's a great dad. I don't care what nobody says. Uh, he's very active in his kid's life. He has three sons. Uh, one is currently in the NBA. Another one is definitely going to be in the NBA. Uh, you know, his other son didn't pan out. But it doesn't matter. You know, he's a great dad. He's in their lives. And um, he created a company, an athletic company, a pair company. And it was, it was dope on paper when it first came out, right? Yeah. He said, you know, my kid is not going to sign with no shoe company. However, I'm going to create his own sneaker. We're going to sell merchandise. And I told you guys when it first came out, I said, um, I, I didn't have a problem with him running his mouth. Uh, a lot of people don't like him for that reason. I didn't have a problem with that. However, I did have a problem with the way he was marketing his company and who he was trying to appeal to. And I think for that, um, I said, I don't think it's going to work. Well, now, you know, he was selling his shoes. I think they were, what, three, $400? Gosh, man. Yeah, it was like 400 bucks. Yeah, and, like, now you can get a shirt, a shoe shirt, sock bundle, and something else for, like, $100. You know, hey, I got to get the Stay in Your Lane shirt, though. So, at some point, yeah. I need <laughs> I need that, that metallic embossed Stay in Your Lane. And, that, that shirt is actually dope. And the number one thing I noticed, I said. And it's going to be a collector's item. It's definitely. Now, <laughs> that is one thing. And I remember, um. Damon said something from FUBU. He said, you know, shoes are so expensive to create. He said, because you have to create a shoe that appeals to the masses or can become a collector's item. So LeVar might not know it yet, but everything he has now could become a collector's item, especially if Lonzo pops. And... You, even more. you know what though? Uh, I, I I think he's done. I think the brand is done. I yeah. so and but you know I supported the hustle. I supported the dream mm-hmm. because whenever you're the first at something, Absolutely. and he was the first one to say, "Hey, if you're an athlete, you can skip college. You can get paid off your own wares." Yeah, you know, he, um, the the small league that he created. Mm-hmm. 
I, I think ultimately um, everything that Big Baller brand actually stood for, I think the problem was LeVar Ball. Absolutely. I don't think Big Baller brand it was a bad idea. I think it was an excellent I think it was idea. Perfect. And I think I, and this is this is going to sound so freaking weird when I say this. <laughs> but I, but as just like I think that Sean Parker was the problem with Napster. Okay. And he was also one of the original investors in Facebook and he was the problem with Facebook. Mm-hmm. Like Sean Parker is is a, is a genius, but he's the problem everywhere he goes. Absolutely. And I think LeVar I don't want to say that the guy's a genius, but let's just say, I mean, he's raised two sons who are going to be NBA players. Yeah. So he's a, he's a genius at raising NBA talent. Mm-hmm. So I think he is the problem. Like, because yeah. he, he's been capable of doing this, he has become the problem of the brand. I, I think one of the things that scared me about him, which is why I told you, um, I told you guys when I first saw it, I think he sees a vision which is great, and we like his visions. Like, we all like the league. We all like the, you know, the company he made. But I think what happens is he talks so much, and he's like, all right, I just got to get this done now. And he skips so many steps. And one of the main things I told you guys when he first started his clothing brand was, I said, hey, if I was him, his youngest son was in middle school at the time. I said, I will appeal to kids that's his age. So by the time this all gets fleshed out, his kid will be ready for college, and your brand will be flourishing, and it be you know people will still be following. Yeah, but he know it all, and that's and yeah, that's the problem with that's, business. That's the problem with most business owners in general is that when you know it all, there's no room to try to actually have a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know we like we like to say you know progress, not perfection. That is true, Absolutely. but but you damn sure need to know where you're going. Like exactly. what what is the goal? It can't be well. I want to take on Nike. I mean, well that I mean you you're you're beating one of the forty eight laws of power at this point, right? Absolutely, you are picking an enemy. When you should not be choosing an enemy, and and Levar Ball, he he set out to tackle on something that he was never going to bring down, but his idea, I think, I think it works, and I think it's great because the NCAA is pimping the hell out Absolutely. of student athletes. Yeah. Period. Point blank. There's a bunch of rich guys that mm-hmm. are not playing sports. There's a bunch of TV executives that mm-hmm. are not playing sports that are sending these backroom deals. Cutting sweetheart deals, getting kickbacks yeah. off of the backs of, for the most part, poor people. Absolutely, but they're giving you an education in the meal plan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but so yeah, they, they charge the athletic department for uh, out of state tuition rate. It, this is the definition of money laundering. <laughs> Anyways, I we not a conversation for today. Season two, maybe we'll talk about the NCAA. Talk, yeah, and them being a, a nonprofit, but that's a whole other <laughs> subject. So, um, a brand that needs some help, we're gonna give them a little. Uh, you know what, man? You know, here you go. I, Let me tell y'all something. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna bang on them today. I'm not gonna bang on them, but <sighs> well, I did. Gavin I, was. I, I really, <laughs> I, I do, I do really like. Um, their list, and and when it came out, I was like, you know what, this is a good opportunity for us to actually because we've been discussing the, some of the lesser known entrepreneurs, some of the lesser known mm-hmm. hustlers, because a, a lot of going back to the conversation we had last week or two weeks ago, right? Mm-hmm. If your parents are doctors, chances are as a child you're going to become a doctor. Mm-hmm. So most of the times when we accomplish something, it's just because we understand that it is now possible. You know, yeah. Henry, Henry Ford said, "If you think you can, or if you think you can't." You're right. Absolutely. So a lot of what we do on this show is to kind of show people that you can. 
Absolutely. You know, and give people the backstory. Because a lot of times we see the success and we never get the backstory. All right. So for people who don't know, uh, Black Enterprise came out with a top 100 largest black Yeah, businesses. black-owned businesses. And they, they do this every year. Well, nobody can find it. Yeah, no one can find it. <laughs> the magazine let's, was let's stay there. Magazine was kind of difficult to find. I'm still gonna try to locate it because I want the physical copy. And, it's like buried in a website too. Yeah, and um, so this is free advice for y'all. Make it easier for your customers to find. What well, they- I I don't. I mean, even you know, and this is an opportunity for us, right? Because we're Absolutely. we're we're just in the new space of telling people what it's like to be a hustler mm-hmm. and our audience is kind of going to be look it's going to look like us yeah so it's not you know we're not purposely targeting it but we're talking about what's going on with our friends with our family so it's, it's definitely an area of opportunity for us to be able to launch into this space seeing how hard it was to find a, a be 100 list on their website yeah or even i mean I, and i'm still if we can get out if we can finish the podcast i'm still gonna try to find the magazine tonight it's just I do want the physical copy, but back to the list. Uh huh. We 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 discuss business, right? And we talk yep. about that. You know, in business, you only have three things you can sell: product, service, expertise. We talk about how to build a business, right? Like you have the ideal phase. Round applause for Mike. There you go. You got the ideal phase. You got the build phase of your business. Then uh-huh. you got the reveal phase where you do all your willing and dealing. So de- this is the whole summation of what it means to be a business. Absolutely. So let's dive into it. Um, the guide, the number one business on the Black Enterprise list this year was going to be uh, uh, WWW, mm-hmm. Te- excuse me, WWT, which is Worldwide Tech. Yep. Company founded in 1990, but I was like, let's let's see who the actual guy behind the business. And we found Mr. Stewart was the, C- is the CEO. Dave. Dave Stewart is the CEO of the business. And actually, he is one of the four black billionaires. He, he actually made the list for the first time this year. One of the four black billionaires in the United States. Shout out to him. I know, right? So we so we know <laughs> we know the big names, right? So yeah. we know Oprah. We know yeah. Jordan. Uh, Jay Z didn't make the list, but he's a black billionaire because yeah. uh, the Forbes only do the 400 richest people. So billionaires actually get left off the list, yeah. <laughs> which, in my opinion, is probably the best place to be. So no one knows who the hell you are. Because yep. today we're going to talk about uh, <laughs> Mr. Stewart. <laughs> well, let's talk about his money, and, his and, and no one knew who who he was. So and Robert Smith, of course, right, the goat. Um, my boy Byron Allen say he is staying off of this list. Please, Byron Allen, there's no way you are not a billionaire, bro. Cut that shit out. Nah, he don't want y'all. Know he don't want nobody to know that he, he got that money, man. To not turn it in. That's my boy. Yeah, like man. Byron Allen is like who I really like. Aspire to be. But what's cool is so Dave Stewart actually is very similar story to Byron Allen. So Byron Allen started out media rep uh, for I'm gonna say the wrong company, so I won't say the name. But he was <laughs> he was an account executive for pretty much. And Dave Stewart himself uh, was the same thing. So he graduated from college, mm-hmm. uh, like like everybody here that's listening. And if you and if you haven't graduated from school, if you're out there hustling, if you're a ball player, hustler, no big deal. But anyway, graduated from college, started a job, became a supervisor, got laid off. Boom. All right. That's that's that, that's his first foray into the work environment. So a lot of people can relate, right? Absolutely. Uh, then he became a marketing sales with Missouri Pacific Railroad Company, mm-hmm. which is going to be cool how this story is going to loop back together. So first job laid off. Then he basically he became a salesperson for uh, FedExec, uh, Federal Express as a senior account executive. 
he worked for FedEx, I want to say for six years, but while he was there, he was a beast of a sales rep. Like this dude, he was recognized as salesman of the year and inducted into the company's Hall of Fame <laughs> in 1981. So here he is, a young man. He's born in 1951, 1981. He's 30 years old, sales rep of the year. Now, I can't tell you how many guys I know that either was the top hustlers in the street before they mm-hmm. gave it up <laughs> or was the top hustler at a wireless store, at a pharma company, at uh-huh. a shoe company. I can't tell you how many guys I know that fits this profile. profile. All right. So he did that. So they presented him with a trophy. And one of the things he said, he said he looked inside and he noticed that it was empty. And he saw this as a defining moment of his career because he wanted to find a way out. Mm-hmm. So even though he's he's a successful sales rep, he's the Killing. best, yeah. right? Like he's he's, he's not he's not just you know a good sales rep because sales reps make a ton of money. If you're they a do. good salesperson, this is a six figure job. A- absolutely. All right. So he, and but the problem with sales rep is it's a six figure job and that's it yeah. until you retire yeah. or until you burn out <laughs> or until you start your own business. Like there, it doesn't become a half a million dollar a year job. No. Nah. It just it stays at six figure. And, I, and I'm pretty sure during this time frame, he made the same amount of money. But he was like, you know, he was comfortable, all right. Mm-hmm. And then one and on Instagram today, we talked about comfort, right? Uh, and sometimes we take shortcuts for comfort. He recognized that he was married, he had a kid. He at, this is quoted by him: "All the trappings of success that keeps you locked into a job, all right. That's the danger of comfort. That's the danger of when you get a job and you're making a lot of money to say, you know what, I'm gonna stick with this because yeah. the, the thing is, it's always gonna end." Absolutely. There's not 30 year jobs no more. There are no pension plans. It is always going to end. So he actually ventured out, and that's when he became an entrepreneur. He started his first business hmm. at 33 years old. So yeah. So and, so <laughs> now mind you, he worked at Federal Express, but his first job was with Missouri Pacific Railroad. Uh-huh. So he brought an auditing company that basically what they did was reviewed railroad customers. So full circle back to the first job. Yeah. Even though he was working in sales and marketing there, he saw that 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 company had a problem that could be resolved. Absolutely. So what did he offer? He offered a service. That's how he went into business for himself. So pretty cool. He started that company. That company um, had a sister company. Long story short, they started billing. They started checking the billing for millions of dollars worth for Union Pacific Railroad. So at 37 years old, he built because they were doing so much business auditing, mm-hmm. they could not find because remember, this is the beginning of computers. They could not find anyone to build a local area network to hold the hold the data. So guess what business he starts? Well, let's think. A company to <laughs> handle the land. We know it as local. We know it as, as local area network. Well, we know it as land, land. Yeah. but that's local area network. That is the company. So. And that's as an entrepreneur, and I'm excited right right now yeah. because, <laughs> because we always start in one place, Absolutely. and and people will always shame you and say you can't stick with one thing. Well, as an entrepreneur, you're it, there's nothing that you're really in love with for the most part. No, outside of the ideal of creating something mm-hmm. and making it successful. Exactly, that's like the ideal of an entrepreneur. Like if it if it was chewing gum wrappers. Guess what? I'm going to be excited and do whatever the hell it is you could do with chewing gun wrappers. So anyway, so he he start he founds a company. He's 37 years old, so he he has a successful business. That business generates enough for revenue for him to say, "We know what? We need a we need a local area network here. No one can build it out for us cuz remember this is in the 80s." Yeah. 
<laughs> there's not a lot of people doing land as it nah. is today. What's the internet? So <laughs> I know, right? It's never gonna last. <laughs> so he pivots, found finds the company, but it takes him about three years to to get there. So we talk about the process. Remember, we talked about Jay Z and how he it took him time to mm-hmm. build a process. So in 1990, he find he founded Worldwide Technology, a company known as WWT, and basically. As successful as he was up until this point, right? We're talking about seven years of, of, of banging it out. Absolutely. Like, we're talking about in the 80s, this guy had a quarter million dollars to start this business, you know, pretty much. For, for That's a lot of money right now. Absolutely. You know, so we're talking about in the late 80s that this guy, I mean, dude, I mean, I, I've nailed every job, every role. You're killing it. You're killing it. So the first years were difficult. He never missed employee payroll, but many times he could not pay himself. He also has a partner that is also a billionaire now. Oh, that's nice. And, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure his partner couldn't get paid as well. The company had a debt problem. And, che- and check this out, right? Mm-hmm. So here goes the guy that has nailed it from 30 basically to 40. And then his life takes a tumble because at 43 years old, <laughs> he's at his job. He's at his company that he's not even paying himself for. He looks outside. And whatever nice vehicle I'm sure it is that he had, yeah, is getting repossessed. Yeah, it's on a tow truck. Forty three years old, running a business, paying payroll. You look out the window, your car is on the back of a tow truck. It is repossessed. All right, I, I where, where do you go from there? Right, is that where you quit? You got to because you can't go home to your wife. Can, can you? Well, how you gonna get home? You got to call her to come get you. Oh, yeah. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> can you come pick me up, baby? Our car just got repossessed, exactly. and I have not taken a paycheck in the last six. Oh my! Gosh. However, however many weeks. Like, can can it get worse? Right, and that's how it is in entrepreneurship. Absolutely. I have personally experienced this. <laughs> can it get worse? And you know what? You don't say. It, it it can't get any worse because at this point yeah. you are fully aware it could it possibly can, get worse. It can be worse. <laughs> it can be worse. So, and most of the time as an entrepreneur, this is the opportunity to to really put your back against the wall, to be excited and say, "All right, I'm gonna fight out of this." You was asking me earlier. You was like, "Man, what's going on with Cole? Like, we're in the middle of a pivot." Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because we got to generate revenue. Absolutely. And so it's like, this isn't the time to quit. This is the time to push forward. But anyway, we're going to bore you with all the motivational speech. <laughs> go follow at Mike Will Inc. If you want more than motivation, go follow me on Instagram at Mike Will Inc. It's very good. It is it's decent. <laughs> but anyway, so 1993, car gets repossessed, 43 years old. Hell no. All right. They persevere. The SBA. Seize them and say, you know what? Y'all are minority-owned business. Y'all might want to check into some of these minority-owned contracts. Uh, they were able. The turning point was they got a contract to supply a computer workstation for U.S. troops in in Bosnia in hmm. 1995. Literally less than 18 months later, his breakthrough came because he did not quit. And that's amazing. I mean, I think a lot of times um, we don't have as many of these success stories because people do give up. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. I mean, I think most people do give up, and there's all there's, there's always a story behind the story, and we kind of yeah. want to be the podcast that talks about the man behind the man, or what's the story behind the story, because everyone can look at David Stewart now and see whatever his life has been for yeah. the last seven eight years, and I'm pretty sure it's private jets, chauffeur drive dr- driven cars, absolutely. Chef, I'm pretty sure that's the case, but 
you got to get past getting your car repossessed. Exactly. You got to get past Byron Allen saying, yeah, my mom is pretending to be my secretary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when, when, when major, when major uh, TV television directors are calling, you have Absolutely. to get past that point. There is something that at the time it is, it's embarrassing, but then it becomes humbling. Mm-hmm. And then you realize that, man, this is an opportunity for me to say, am I going to quit? And I'm, am I going to be normal? Or am I going to push through? And I'm and I'm going to become the uncommon man, absolutely, or the uncommon woman, and that's where you got to be. And that's pretty much it for today, guys. I mean, I wish we had more. We probably went way over. Hey, you know, we had a little difficulties today, but we pushed through. We, we did. We did. We, we definitely pushed through, man. And <laughs> hey, this this is the podcast, man. If you're a hustle player, baller. This is the podcast to come to. It is. And please go follow us on Facebook. Go like us on Facebook. Um, share your story. Let us know. Um, give us some feedback. Let us know how you feel. And we'll holler at y'all next time. Yeah, definitely give us some feedback and holler at your boy. 